This week, Mayor Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia made some very unfortunate remarks about the Holocaust, comparing mask mandates to wearing yellow stars and even being shipped off to gas chambers. And we condemned that. And it turned out that there was a significant pushback, and including from some of the rabbis in our board who it turns out, were more reticent than they had expressed to me at the time. And I want to kind of walk that through, why they felt it was a bad idea and why I felt, on the contrary, it was required. And you're going to obviously hear, since this is me and my opinion, more of the why it was required argument, but, you know, just that (laughs) full disclosure. Okay, let's start with what she said. And it's available on the Jewish Telegraphic Agency, starts off with the following line. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia put the call out for rational Jewish people to back up her claim that mask mandates are like the Holocaust. Let me start by pointing out that to my knowledge, that is actually not true. And I reached out to the, uh, the writer of this article, Ron Campeas, and asked him, do you have any backing? Where did she actually put the call out? And he never responded. The only thing that we see, and first of all, the only word that he put in quotes of that entire thing was the word rational. And in fact, she did say that rational Jewish people would agree with her. And that's pretty presumptuous on her part, but it's not as offensive as putting the call out to actually get rational Jews to come and back her, uh, those which she called rational. I happen to think you can be rational and be on both sides of this issue, but hey, that's just me. So anyway, what she first said was, regarding Pelosi and Pelosi's mask mandates that if you're not vaccinated or you don't have proof of vaccination, that you have to wear a mask on the House floor, Green says, this woman is mentally ill. You know, we can look back at a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star and they were definitely treated like second class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. First of all, I'm sorry, that is completely ridiculous. We are still dealing with a dangerous virus. And yes, now that I am double vaccinated, I strongly prefer to not wear a mask and uh, do so routinely whenever I'm allowed to not wear a mask. However, guess what? There are places that still require you to wear a mask even if you are vaccinated. So to have a regulation that says you've got to be vaccinated or wear a mask, I'm sorry, you're talking about saving lives. This is not on a list of top 20 Nancy Pelosi irrational decisions, this just doesn't make the list. I'm sorry, it's not there. And for sure, the idea that this is somehow comparable to singling out an ethnicity for abuse, making them wear yellow, not gold, yellow stars, and then putting them on trains and taking them to gas chamber. Nobody is going to be sent to a gas chamber because they're they're not vaccinated. I'm sorry. That's not, you know, getting into the House of Representatives last time I checked, Representative Green, that is a privilege, not a right. And it is, you know, safety regulations are safety regulations. You can complain that they're not rational. And if you can get the majority of your colleagues to agree with you, then they will override the speaker. But guess what? Especially in the current partisan environment, that ain't going to happen. 
and you are going to have to, I'm sorry, the, the term I believe you need to live with is deal with it. But then when she was called on this and challenged by a reporter uh, with an NBC affiliate in Phoenix, she, she instead doubled down. She said, any rational Jewish person didn't like what happened in Nazi Germany, and any rational Jewish person doesn't like what's happening with overbearing mask mandates and overbearing vaccine policies. Now, I'm sorry. No matter what you think about mask mandates and vaccine policies, it is not possible for your objection to be in the same galaxy as your objection to being Jews being forced to wear yellow stars and shipped off to gas chambers, especially if you are yourself a Jewish person. There is a difference between mask mandates and genocidal hatred of Jews. I'm sorry, there just is. And oh, by the way, let's not escape... Let's point out how good green can be also when Israel is faced with this exact same genocidal hatred and it is being encouraged by certain of her house colleagues, deplorably, on the other side of the, of, of the aisle. She is vociferously calling them out, calling out the bigotry and defending the right of Jews to live in safety from Hamas missiles, which again is not hard. But again... And, and here it is, you know, the idea that you should have a life free of Hamas missiles intended to kill you is very different than being forced to live with a mask which is intended to defend your life, even if you regard that as entirely unnecessary and overbearing. So with all of that said, why should no statement be made? And what that really boils down to is because she was such a friend in, in that instance and has demonstrated herself to be that sort of friend. The initial comments that were unearthed on Facebook where she was following QAnon and even reposting some of their nonsense, uh, this whole post about space lasers, Jewish space lasers, was fake news. This is a woman from Georgia. Today, Rothschild Inc. is not a Jewish company. She never knew that Rothschild Inc. was a Jewish company. Uh, company, there really is a Rothschild Inc. investing in some sort of satellite program that's supposed to gather solar power and beam it to Earth. And they really are in conversations with Pacific uh, Gas and Electric. So all of this stuff that she posted about had some tenuous relation to reality with one small problem. There are actually no such satellites in orbit. It's purely a theoretical program that people have talked about. That was the big problem. But the, the idea that this was Jewish, there's no connection to Jews other than Rothschild Inc., which she had no reason to know was ever a Jewish com uh, company, which today it is not. And furthermore, uh, you know, amongst all the stereotypes that have ever been told about Jews, being stupid isn't one, one of them. Putting up satellites in space that end up starting forest fires is not the kind of thing that stereotypically Jews are known to be that stupid as to do. I'm not saying that, that they're incapable of it. Believe me, I, I commented a few days ago on my Twitter feed uh, that my Twitter feed uh, gives serious challenge to the stereotypical idea that all Jews are smart. But you see, that's the point. 
there's a stereotype that Jews are smart, not stupid. So anyways, that leads us back to um, Marjorie Taylor Greene has not shown herself to be anything but an extreme friend of the Jewish community. And when you deal with a thoughtless comment by a very sincere friend, maybe you should give her a pass. And indeed, you know, one reason to say that she deserves that pass is because she's getting criticism that she doesn't deserve. When the majority leader, Chuck Schumer of New York, condemns her comments, I mean, that's great. He's absolutely right. Your condemnation is good. Chuck, you're a Jew. We get it. That's wonderful. And where were you in 2019 when AOC did exactly the same thing? And that is the problem. Chuck Schumer demonstrated that he's not really concerned about the actual problem. He's concerned about using it politically to damage the Republican Party and Green herself. And of course, a whole lot of people in the GOP are also condemning her basically because they have to. But and that stands, the fact of the matter is that that stands in marked contradistinction to the utter silence of the Democratic leaders, as we mentioned in the press release, who have said nothing as AOC and Bush and, of course, Tlaib and Omar have launched into one anti-Semitic diatribe after another regarding Israel and Hamas, faced in a face-off between a Democratic Defense Army trying to save lives and stop terrorism and an explicitly genocidal terror organization. They take the side of the terrorists and claim they're not anti-Semitic, and Nancy Pelosi says nothing. So against that level of hypocrisy, there really is room to say that maybe we should be saying nothing over here because she doesn't deserve more of a pylon. But on the opposite side, and here's where I come in, in my opinion, we had to say something precisely because we are a values organization that is not partisan. And we have to demonstrate that by showing our willingness to call out a misuse of terminology or whatever it is related to Jewish values and Jewish issues, even when it is coming with a person who is busy demonstrating herself to be a friend. I want to read to you from an op-ed that we wrote in 2019 about a group called Never Again Action and their deplorable comparison between compassionate detention of illegal immigrants at the southern border with concentration camps. And here's the quote. Last December, this would be referring to December of 2018. Last December, the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum issued a strongly worded statement from historian Edna Friedberg, rejecting comparison between the Holocaust and current events as dangerous. She described the misuse of Holocaust terminology, reductio ad Hitlerum as casual and disrespectful to the mass murder of millions. She decried exploiting the memory of the Holocaust as a rhetorical cudgel. And we pointed out that from 1945 until June of 2019, her position represented the consensus of the organized Jewish community. Now, what that said, what did Friedberg say in her statement? that there can be no comparison between the Holocaust and current events. There can be no comparison between the Holocaust and anything less than genocide. Because otherwise, you are minimizing the Holocaust. Reductio ad Hitlerum. That minimizing the Holocaust minimizes the pain of Jews 
and makes it seem like the Holocaust really wasn't that big a deal. If you actually believe that mask mandates are somehow comparable to sticking Jews in cattle cars headed to death chambers, then that means that, oh, being shipped off to death chambers really isn't more of a problem in your life than having to wear a mask. And I'm sorry, that's really stupid and really offensive. If we're going to be a values organization and we're going to be neutral about it, we're going to have to speak out. I, I, I said to others, if Green had said what she said once, we could have ignored it. In fact, we did ignore it. But she repeated it and said any rational Jewish person would agree with her. At that point, we didn't have a choice. And believe me, we certainly would have preferred to say nothing at all because there was nothing to say. But again, given the circumstances, I don't see how we had a choice even though I agree that she was facing a clear double standard. And changing topics, but still speaking about double standards, uh, I've already talked about big tech and its its one-sided view and what it decides to censor and what it decides not to. Big news this week is that Facebook has finally said that they're not going to censor content that points out that there is a connection between the COVID virus and the Wuhan viral laboratory. There's only one laboratory of this level, apparently, in all of China that handles extremely dangerous viruses, including coronavirus. And now there's also evidence that in late 2019, a bunch of researchers in that laboratory showed up in hospitals with what turns out to be symptoms of COVID. So it turns out that calling it the Wuhan virus may not have been racist at all, all along. And meanwhile, Facebook and big tech were censoring this content and they were calling Trump a racist for saying things that were absolutely true. This is the same Facebook that engages in one-sided censorship where Trump can't have a platform, but genocidal barbarians who hate Jews can including the Fatah organization that was deliberately inciting and openly inciting on the Facebook platform violence against Jews in Israel, and Facebook let it pass. In another story from this past week, a uh, particular Jewish person reported a Facebook image, an image posted to Facebook, which held uh, a quote-unquote Palestinian resistance fighter and a Hamas resistance fighter holding up a, a obviously Orthodox Jew with a black hat on a noose. And that was determined by Facebook to not violate their policies. Meanwhile, Trump cannot post anything at all. If that's not an open endorsement of barbarism, I don't know what is. This is what we're dealing with in in, in the world of big tech. And now they're being forced to accept that reality is not the narrative that they've been trying to present to people. They were caught. They've basically been suppressing information regarding the actual source of the covid virus, which is you know, not to say that it's still not that of course it is still possible that it did develop naturally and transmit from animal to human, but it's also possible that they had first detected it, found it, caught it in the lab, and then somehow, whether deliberately or accidentally, inadvertently, it got released. And thus that would mean the Chinese were actually culpable for this uh, this entire stream of death and destruction that we experienced over the past year. This is exactly what B- big tech wanted to hide from, claim that Trump was a racist for promoting. Turns out that Trump may have been right all along. And we are living on an inverted planet. 
Inverted Planet is generously sponsored by the Stitzer family in the memory of Carl and Rita Stitzer. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure you've subscribed. This podcast is available on all major platforms and all popular Android and iPhone podcast apps. And be sure to spread the word by giving us a five-star rating and telling your friends about the Inverted Planet podcast. Thanks for listening.